Hello, how are you? I hope you're having a fabulous week. And welcome, Rebecca is in. Before we get started, I would like to acknowledge and pay my respects to the traditional custodians of the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation and people on whose unceded lands I live and work. I also acknowledge the traditional custodians of the lands on which each of you are living, learning and working from today. As we share our knowledge and experiences, may we also pay respect to our elders, both past and present, as it is their knowledge and experiences that holds the key to success of future generations. All right, are you ready to get into some authentic storytelling, kindness and bravery in your everyday? Let's make a start. Hello and welcome to our very first episode. I am your guide, Rebecca Murphy, and I have to say I am so excited to be embarking on this journey with you. I've never done anything like this before, so I have all the feelings that you get when you try new things a mixture of excitement and nervousness. But you know what? I am embracing the good bit of fear that is there and just going with it. After all, as Brene Brown tells us, without trying new things, we cannot learn and grow. And that is what this podcast is all about, a journey of growth and learning, renewal and discovery that we are going on together to empower and inspire you to embrace the power of the story that is authentically you. So are you ready to get started? Awesome. Let's go. Today, I want to talk about stories. I have been obsessed with the concept of story and the art of storytelling since I was a kid. My favourite time at school was story time. The teacher would choose a book and we would come to the front of the classroom and sit in a circle in front of the teacher and they would read us a story. I loved it. Then I would go home and at bedtime I would remember asking my older brother to read me the same story over and over and over again before I would go to sleep at night. It would annoy him to no end, but I I loved it. Stories, they have the power to teach and embed memories and take us to places both imagined and real. One of my most vivid memories as a child was going to the cinema to see Walt Disney's Fantasia. It was one of the very first movies I went to see as a child and the whole experience was amazing. The big screen, the comfy seats, the smell of the popcorn, the sticky carpet. (laughs) The absolute highlight was the story being told with just pictures and music. Oh, I was hooked immediately. The art of storytelling at its very finest. Needless to say, I remain a nutty, obsessed Disney fan to this very day. I could go on about this for hours, but I won't. (laughs) Storytelling, for me, is a form of learning and growth, and it is a uniquely human concept. 
In Australia, our First Nations peoples have used storytelling as a means of teaching generations for thousands and thousands of years about the earth and how we look after it, traditions and its peoples. And we can see this mirrored in Eastern cultures, in the Muslim and Hindu faiths, and many more across the world. And you may be thinking, well, that's very nice, Rebecca, but what has that got to do with me? Well, what if I told you that everyone on this earth has a unique story, including you, and that it is this story, your story, that gives you your unique combination of gifts, attributes, accomplishments and experiences to be the powerful unicorn that you are. We all have experiences, learnings, both inside and outside the classroom that shape us. Things that have led us to this particular moment. These experiences, both good and bad, all form part of the narrative that is our story. And let me give you an example. In my case, I grew up in a single parent family in the 80s. Not common in the suburban Melbourne neighbourhood I grew up in at the time, the other kids always asked me why I didn't have a dad. And kids can be cruel when they don't understand something that's different. I was a music nerd who loved reading books and I spent most of my time after school in ballet classes or music rehearsals. Needless to say, I did not fit in with the normal crowd. <laughs> but in our school years, this is the one thing we are all so desperate to do, right? To fit in. So a big part of my early story was accepting that this was not going to be a part of mine. I was not going to fit in with the normal crowd. I experienced loss and grief at a young age and again through my teens and young adult years, which coloured my worldview. I studied music at university and I was fortunate to work dual careers in performing, customer service and service improvement. This has led to a varied career across the arts, health, hospitality and university sectors in Australia and overseas and has allowed me to build capabilities as a leader, a coach, a speaker, a trainer and a facilitator. Now that I've just made that sound really nice and smooth, but what I would say is that it has not all been smooth sailing. I have learnt even more from the bad experiences than I had from the good. I have worked for some really inspiring, wonderful people who have lifted me up and I have worked for some people who tried to squash me like a bug. I have been through five organisational restructures, three redundancy processes, one in which I was redeployed and one where I was made redundant. I have led teams, big and small, and what I love to do more than anything else is help people to grow and to get where they want to go next. And that is my story, well, part of it anyway. It is unique. It is made up of experiences that are my own, that are made up of the patchwork of my life. 
And it is what makes me a polymath, someone with a unique combination of skills, knowledge and experiences that no one else has. In her book, The Light We Carry, Michelle Obama talks about owning your story in an honest way and that if you can do this, you can build a type of self-confidence that leads on to calmness and an ability to maintain perspective, which then leads to being able to connect meaningfully with others. And that's what I want for you. So now it's time to discover your story. And we'll do this by starting with a few simple steps. So the first step is simply to draw a timeline, just a line on a piece of paper or on a digital whiteboard, starting from your first memories to today. And the next step, step two, is to plot your defining moments on your timeline. Now, these are the big things that happen to you throughout your life so far, both the good and the bad. Think starting school, maybe getting your first job, starting an apprenticeship or getting into your first university course, losing a loved one or a loved pet, which can be equally as devastating, getting married, having your first child or having a miscarriage, meeting the love of your life, the list goes on. Whatever it is for you, plot it on your timeline. The next step, step three, is plotting your learning pathway. Your learning pathway includes school, obviously, but what other ways have you learned throughout your life? Perhaps you did after-school activities. Have there been family road trips, school holiday programs? Did you play sport? Did you start an initiative when you were at school or university that you thought nothing of at the time but actually you learnt a whole heap from? What about part-time jobs? We all learn things from the roles we play in our lives that we don't expect. And step four, the people that change us along the way. Finally, looking back at all the events that occurred as part of your story, we are missing one crucial ingredient, the people who made an impact along the way. Did you have a teacher who believed in you? A crazy aunt? A parent who believed you could do anything? a mentor who saw something in you and took you under their wing, friends who believed in you so much that they put themselves on the line for you. Plot them all in your timeline, including the people who were your detractors, the ones who were your nemesis, who taught you the world is not all sunshine and rainbows. Put them on there. Why? Because like it or not, you learn just as much from them as you do from everyone else. Now, spend some time looking at what you have mapped out. Your story is there on paper. It is unique, it is honest, it is powerful, and it is yours. We will go on a journey together to uncover your story. 
deep dive into the topics that form a part of your story. We will have conversations with people along the way who have influenced my story and helped me along the way to help guide you and expand your worldview. Mother Teresa once said, We ourselves feel that what we are doing is just a drop in the ocean, but the ocean would be less because of that missing drop. Your story is the story of you. It is important to the world. Use it to make an impact, to get your dream job, to make a difference, to change careers, to shine the light on a cause that is important to you. It has power. All you need to decide is how you want to use it. The final thing to consider is this. What does your heart tell you? Now that you have drawn your timeline and mapped out all the learning, the things that have happened to you, and the people who have impacted you along the way, close your eyes, take a deep breath, and exhale slowly. Do it a few times. Now listen. What does your heart tell you? At the end of the day, after all is said and done, who do you truly believe you are? What is the authentic story of you? This week, take some time to craft your timeline. Identify the people in your life who are your cheerleaders and listen to your heart. This is the first big step to finding the power in your story. Thank you for listening today. Remember to be kind, be brave and listen to your heart. If you enjoyed today's episode, please remember to subscribe, rate and review. For more or to get in touch, go to murphyworks.com. Rebecca is out. Have an amazing day.